Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I'm glad you're here. God is in this place. Amen. Tell the person next to you just this simple phrase for tonight. Jesus is all you need. How many believe that? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Amen. Get your Bibles open to the book of Acts, chapter 17. Hopefully you feel revived after the revival. I believe it was a great revival. Pastor Bland was very excited to be with us. He's very proud of our church. He said we've got a great move of God here. And obviously that makes me happy as he's one of my mentors, one of my people I look up to, so I'm always happy to hear a good report. How many know we've got a good church tonight? And you're the reason. Amen? There was an illustration of a man in Africa who was a Muslim, and he converted to Christianity. And obviously his friends and family were very dismayed and upset and couldn't understand. And they said, why have you become a Christian? And I want you to think about something. He said, well, I want you to think about this. Suppose you were going down a road, and suddenly there was a road, the road forked. There was two different directions you could go. And he said, and you saw two people standing there. One was dead and one was alive. Who would you ask for directions? And he said, that's why I chose Jesus. How many know Jesus is the one that's alive tonight? Every other God is invented by man. There's only one true God, and his name is Jesus. And I want to make a statement on this Wednesday night. He's all I need. Amen? Is he all you need tonight? In other words... If we're we're battling sickness, we're battling financial problems, we're battling marital problems, we're battling just living in this world. I I I know I get bogged down just by, I don't even watch the news, but somehow I get the news. How many don't even watch the news, but somehow the news finds you? Like you still hear about the shooting and you still hear about the craziness that's going on. And the so there's there's so much, I could just preach nonstop about the headlines. So you can get bogged down by all those things, and we just need to say, Jesus is all I need. Amen? That's all I need. So I want to look at Acts 17, but right before we do, I want you to, I want you to remember, we're not worshiping a dead God tonight. We're worshiping a God who's alive, who knows everything about us, who has great intentions for us. We're not worshiping a, a person who's in a tomb. Uh, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to other religions and other gods, but the Bible tells us there's only one person in the history of the world who's came out of that grave, and it's Jesus, and that's who we serve tonight. Amen? How many believe that, how many believe that Jesus came out of that grave? We're not listening to the teachings of some dead philosopher. There's a lot of philosophers who had, like Aristotle, who had great sayings. They're all dead. They're all gone. We're listening tonight to the words of a living God. And these words on these pages are alive right now. If you took the pulse of the Bible, it would have a heartbeat. Amen? It's not dead. We're not listening to the the words of some dead saint. Even the great saints of the Bible, Peter and John and and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob, they're all in heaven. They're not, they're not talking to us tonight. So we're not listening to them either. We're listening to an alive Savior, a living God, who says tonight in, 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 in I'm, say, I'm singing it in Spanish for some reason, in voz alta. 
Somebody tell me what voz alta is in English. In a loud voice, amen. Sometimes it just pops out Spanish. In a loud voice, Jesus is all I need. So let's look at Acts 17. And we're going to pick up here. Paul is talking to philosophers. He's in this, in this rock formation. We're going to see the name there in a second. And maybe in the next verse we'll read it in a second. But he's in this rock formation where the philosophers would go and they would talk about life and they would talk about things and, 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 and uh, talk about their beliefs. And, and so he addresses them and he's preaching to them. And it says, standing before the council addresses them as follows, men of Athens, he's in Greece, I notice that you are very, before you change it, very religious in every way. How many know there's a lot of religious people? Everybody, everybody says they're religious. I mean, they believe in something, right? And uh, even the atheists believe in something. It's called nothing, right? So everybody believes in something. And he says, I notice that you're very religious in every way. Next verse. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. See, there's people tonight that even worship the unknown God. They don't know what his name is. They don't know who he is, but they worship him. He goes, I want to talk to you about this God, the unknown God, whom you worship without knowing. How many know tonight, like I just said, all around the world, people worship things. They may not admit it, but they worship things. They worship people. They worship idols. They worship, they worship what they think is God, but a lot of times they don't know who God is. They just know that they believe what the world would call a higher power. And so he's talking. I said, I want to talk. He said, I want to talk about this unknown God to you tonight. And he says, this is the one I'm telling you about. So he's, he's going to tell them about who the unknown God is. How many know we know who the unknown God is? Amen? He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs. For he has no needs. Here's the good news. If Jesus has no needs, then I have no needs. Because Jesus is all I need. Y'all with me? If Jesus has no needs, then I have no needs because Jesus is all I need. And if I have Jesus, I have everything I need. Do you believe that tonight? That's what we got to believe. If I have Jesus, I have everything. And he says, he has no needs. He himself give, gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. He satisfies every need. Amen? From one man, he created all the nations through the whole earth, and he decided beforehand when they would rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. Watch this. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, watch this, though he is not far from any of us. Now this is the text here. For in him we live and move and exist. That, that's the, if you would live your life like that, my life revolves around Jesus. I don't try to make Jesus revolve around my life, but my life revolves around Jesus. 
I promise you, take it to the bank and cast the check. If you will make your life revolve around Jesus, Jesus will be all you need. Whenever we're lacking something, whenever we're feeling down, whenever we're feeling defeated, Jesus is not where he needs to be in the equation. If I've got Jesus where he needs to be, then I know he's all I need, and if he's all I need, I don't need anything. And that goes across the board to whatever that need could possibly be. For in him I live and move and I exist. Can you say amen? Lord, for just a couple minutes, bless your word. Help us to leave this place understanding that we don't need anything else but Jesus tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to give you a ridiculous stat. This is going to kind of tie into two weeks ago when I preached on, on the falling away. I, I read this, and I call it a ridiculous stat because it's almost hard for me to believe, but it's, it's real numbers. Christian today and Christianity today, and I several, found several sites that said the same thing from the same poll. And as I read this, I'm just going to try to massage my neck. It says almost 70%, like this, talk about oxymoron, almost 70%, I'm just reading this verbatim, of born-again Christians say Jesus Christ is not the only way to God. Isn't that crazy? 70% of the people they polled. Now, I don't know who they polled, but I'm just telling you the percentages. Seven out of ten people said, I, I believe, G now just think of what oxymoron that is. I believe that I am born again in Jesus Christ, but he's not the only way to get to heaven. Even though Jesus says that himself. Okay? And then, this is a little less, little less shocking because of the, the, the new generation, the younger generation, and how much I tell you guys how much biblically illiterate this world is because we don't read our Bibles. 60% of people under 40 says salvation can be received through Jesus, Buddha, or Muhammad. 60% of people under 40. So again, I'm just reading something off of a poll, but I found it on several sites. And so the problem today is even in the church, there's that great falling away that I'm talking about because even the believers, and that, let, that, that, that not be us as I preached to you that week, don't be the one who's that person, that even believers would say, I'm not sure that, the, that what we're reading here in this book is totally for sure and I'm not sure he's the only way. And how many know there's, that you don't have to be too smart to know there's only one way or only one original of everything in the world? There can't be two rights. There can't be two ways. There can't be two answers. There's one answer. There's one right. There's one way. And Jesus Christ has said it, John 14, 6. We know the verse. And this is why I hang my faith on this verse. He says, I am one of the ways. He didn't say, I'm one of the ways. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And he didn't just end it there. He said, for you 60% uh, people who, who think that way, read my lips, he says. And no one can come to the Father except through me. That you can't get any clearer, amen? Those are Jesus' words. That's red letter. So tonight, church, as we're in this world, 
that is constantly coming at us with this craziness, that that shooter and Allen, all he needed was Jesus. Every answer of every, why is this happening? They needed Jesus. Why is that person thinking that way? Why is our world going the way it's going? Why? Because they need Jesus. If they just had Jesus, that's, they just realized he's all they need. So this is the word from the Lord. I got this last night for you. If you don't walk away with anything else tonight, just understand that the next battle you face tonight, tomorrow, this week, next week, is Jesus is all I need. Amen? Notice I didn't say VWO is all you need or your wife's all you need or your spouse is all you need or money's all you need. Jesus is all I need. Do you believe it tonight? I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. He, everything comes from Jesus. It says in him we live, in him we move, and in him we exist. When we wake up in the morning and we begin to breathe and we say it's another day, we say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. We go to bed at night. We say, Lord, thank you for another night, a day that I can go to sleep. Lord, wake me up in the morning. Thank you for my blessing. Everything I am, everything I have is Jesus. John 1 says this to us. John's word, God, the gospel of John, verse, chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word. Who's the word? Somebody shout who the word is. And the word, Jesus, was with God, and the word was God. So the beginning of everything is Jesus. So how is it possible, church, tonight, how is it possible that an imposter can come in? That's why we can say this with such boldness. We need to understand our faith is not based on feelings. Our faith is based on facts. That in the beginning, Jesus was there. And the Word was with God, and God was the Word, and the Word was God, sorry. And He was in the beginning with God. And all things, somebody say all things. Now, by the way, if you know your Bible, when that says all things, that's not the shooting at Allen. Okay, that's not cancer. That's not AIDS. It's every good and perfect gift comes from God the Father above. Good things. God cannot create, he doesn't create evil things. Sin does that. The sin nature does that. Rebellion does that. that that's what happens there. So, Muhammad or Joseph Smith or, or Hare Krishna or Buddha or any of these other beliefs that have come along, those, those things that have come along are imposters to the faith because they were not there in the beginning. Remind the devil next time that he attacks your faith what Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And the I am is your Savior tonight. The I am is your master tonight. The I am is your judge tonight. The I am is your healer tonight. The I am is your answer tonight. The I am is your peace tonight, your joy tonight, your, your everything tonight. He is because he always has been. So I don't need anything else. Just give me Jesus. Jesus is all I need. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing that was made was made. Amen? Are you letting this sink in? Jesus is all I need. I want you to think in the last 24 hours. 
maybe the last 48 hours. Okay, let's just, I just want you to think back a little bit to the last 24 or 48 hours. You had a need. You had a financial problem. You had a marital problem. You had a thought. You had whatever it is. I'm not going to take time to throw out every scenario. You know what they are. Just think back to the last 24 or 48 hours, and then I want you to answer yourself a question. When you faced that problem, was Jesus the first thing you thought of? Or was your your reason? Or uh, did you talk to somebody? Or did you, you know, that that's the... I don't say that to, to down us. I say that that's where Jesus wants to be. When the problem comes, he wants the answer to be, Jesus, you're all I need right now in this situation. I have everything I need right here. This bill is more than I can pay, but Jesus is all I need. What would happen if we would start to operate like that on a daily basis in our lives? And I hope some of you do already. I hope all of us do already. That that's, that's, that's our answer. We, we don't go looking to other places. We don't go uh, fighting the battles in our minds or, or, or thinking bad things or doing bad. But we just stop and say, Jesus is all I need. Jesus is the answer to this. And sometimes it's just as simple as saying, Jesus. That's what a kid would do. A kid would just shout, Jesus. Sometimes we try to come to Jesus with those eloquent words. Jesus. You're all I need. Amen? And so what I, want, what I want tonight for my life and what I want for your life, and I believe you do too, and I believe it's what God wants, is I want my life to honor Jesus. I want everything I think to honor Jesus. I want everything I do to honor Jesus. I want every place I go to honor Jesus. I want my words out of my mouth to honor Jesus because I'm so thankful tonight that he's all I need. I'm so thankful that the creator, the master of this universe knows who I am and has given me a place in his kingdom. Amen? Church, no matter what's going on in this world, our place does not change unless our faith changes. We are on a solid rock tonight, and that foundation is not going to change. The Bible said for a reason many thousands of years ago, I am the same yesterday as I am today, and I will be forever as I am yesterday and today. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is all we need all the time. Can I get a better amen? First Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. This is, this is the, remember, remember in him I live and move and have my being. And, and put that, take that down for just one second before we read this. I, I want us to be in a place tonight that if you, and I, I almost could just do it, but I don't want to embarrass anybody. But we need to ask ourselves those questions. If I were to poll this church, if I were to poll you, what's your answer tonight? Is Jesus all you need? That's the question you have to answer. Because if he's not, he wants to be. If he's not, he needs to be. You may have an asterisk by the answer. God wants to wipe the asterisk away. That means there's something down below that's small and written in small letters that's a maybe or a but or a what if. God wants us to be in a place where Jesus is all I need is the answer 10 times out of 10, 25 times out of 25, 76 times out of 76. 
Y'all following me? That we are in such a place of trust with Jesus Christ and we can trust his words, that his words do not change, that he is who he says he is, that as we're facing life situations and church realize living in the days we're living in, we have to understand that spirit I talked about a couple of weeks is hovering over our lives about the falling away. The devil is pulling the devil is twisting. The devil is manipulating. And the devil is using lots of things in the world today more than ever before. We are bombarded with spirits of the Antichrist and the enemy coming against us. And we have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and say, Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. Amen? I'm going to probably preach on this at some point, but I, want to, I, would, I just felt led to mention it tonight. If some of you haven't already heard, we lost somebody in our church. They don't, they don't come frequently. I'm not going to say their name. You can figure it out. But someone who's been coming for at least seven or eight years to our church OD'd last week on Friday. And you can ask around and find out who it is. I'm not trying to put that out public. I mean, it's public anyways, but... Thank you, Andy. I saw your wife say, go get that for him. Appreciate that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he OD'd on fentanyl. It's an epidemic right now. And I was reading on it, and if you don't know this, there's always something new, right? Technology brings new drugs. And I may be even saying it wrong, but that's how I'm saying it, fentanyl, okay? That, it's close. Tomato, tomato. It's 50 times stronger than heroin. 50. I think it was my daughter. Somebody sent me a picture. Might have been Pastor Bland of the amount of heroin in a, in a, in a, in a bottle and how much it takes of fentanyl compared. But 50 times stronger than heroin. And 100 times stronger than morphine. And people are overdosing. Listen to this. This is since 2018. 150 people a day are dying of this right now. A day. And it's laced, they're saying, in all the drugs. And, and I'm going to create a message, or maybe the message is right now. Pastor Bland and I were talking about this at one of our meals just sitting and talking, and, he, and we were talking about how much faith it takes to be a sinner. It takes a lot of faith to trust somebody that you don't know or you think you know to give you drugs that now is being laced with fentanyl and is killing people like crazy because they don't know how much is in there. And so every time those people... And I hope no one in this church is those people, but those people who take drugs, and it may be the first time, maybe it have been months, it may be the 10th time this week, whenever it is, when they take that drugs, they got a lot of faith to trust that that is what the person said it was. And that that time they take, it's not going to kill them. Talk about going to parties. Going to places where people do crazy, wild things. 
at parties. That's a lot of faith to go to those unsafe zones and places where you don't know nobody and bullets can fly. And I've been in those parties in high school and bullets flew and it's only by the grace of God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That you're here tonight because those bullets didn't hit you at a party or glass flying or whatever. I'm just throwing this in because it's crazy how the world has so much faith in everything but God. Everything but God. And I just, I just think it takes more faith to put your faith in those things than it does in a written word that's been around for thousands of years that has nothing but intention of good. Do you realize that this book is nothing but intention of good? It's an antidote. We're out pushing, hopefully, the answer and the antidote for the sin problem for eternal life and people would rather take drugs than the truth. That's the day we're living in. So we have to understand that's where we're at. And we can't let that be us. Jesus is all I need. And church, we have to be careful to not open up those doors. There's a lot of doors. And those doors never start with somebody just overdosing on heroin or overdosing on fentanyl or overdosing on cocaine. Those doors start with little doors that lead her to bigger doors and bigger doors and bigger doors. And remember that as much as Jesus loves you, Satan hates you. Did everybody realize that tonight? That's the battle we're in. But I make the statement to myself, I make the statement to you tonight, in Jesus I live and move and exist. My breath I just took was from Jesus. The next breath I'm going to take is from Jesus. Everything I have is from Jesus. My eternity is from Jesus. My salvation is in Jesus. My joy is in Jesus. Everything, there's nobody else that's ever done anything for me good but Jesus. Jesus reserves my total allegiance. Does anybody agree with that tonight? He, Jesus deserves every ounce of honor that I have. Jesus deserves every ounce of love that I have. He, and he deserves the first fruits of my love. He deserves the first fruits of my devotion. It's great to be a great husband and wife. It's great to be a great child. It's great to be a great employee. But Jesus deserves the first honor of all those things. Because he says when you do that, all the other things are added unto you. So I want to close with 1 Timothy chapter 1. And, and this is Paul the Apostle. And maybe try to put yourself in Paul the Apostle's shoes and understanding how thankful he was to have found Jesus. He says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he's counted me faithful. Do you realize what that means, that Jesus believes in you? Have you ever thought about that? That we're not just, we're not just religiously checking the box off tonight. The creator of this world believes in me and has counted me faithful. That's, that should be enough. You know, if some, I think Pastor Bland mentioned something similar. Some famous person walked in here tonight. By no, by no purpose, being on purpose, we would, even if we didn't try, we would be enamored. Even if we didn't try. If some famous athlete came in, some famous singer, some famous whatever actor came in this place, we would automatically, even if we were trying not to, we would have a hard time not realizing that person was in the room. 
Yet every time we come to church, Jesus is in the room. And that, that man, fully God, who is greater than any actor, any a- athlete, any singer, any person in this world, is counting us faithful and says, I want you on my team. How many know there's not too many people that would pick us? This is what Paul's saying. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be picked by a lot of people, but Jesus has enabled me and counted me faithful. And then it says, and he put me in the ministry. How many are in the ministry tonight? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand if you're in the ministry tonight. I'll just give you a second to get your hand up if it's not up yet because everybody's in the ministry. If you're a believer, you're in the ministry because you're supposed to preach his word. It says, he who believes in my name, these signs will follow. Didn't say whoever's the pastor, the evangelist. The, no, it says, who believes in my name. So we're all ministers. And so he says he's given us the power to be in his ministry. Although, he says, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, I obtained mercy because I did it. Now, this is important right here. Just leave this for a second. This is a picture of a lot of people today. I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Okay? But once you've been exposed to the truth, the truth will set you free. And once the truth sets you free... What are you going to do with it? I choose tonight to take my allegiance and pledge it to Jesus for the truth that he has revealed to me. Can I get an amen? Next verse. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. When was the last time you stopped and thought to yourself, I shouldn't be here? I'm not talking at church. I'm talking about alive. I'm not talking about just alive. I'm talking about in your right mind. Healthy. With your name written in the book of life. Praise the Lord. Exceedingly abundant grace. With faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying. And worthy, and the musicians can begin to make their way, of all acceptance. That Christ Jesus, watch this, came into the world, and I want you to put yourself there, to save sinners, he says, of whom I am the chief. Don't let Paul be the chief by himself. You may say, I never killed Christians. I never did this. I never did that. Every single one of us is the chief sinner. Because every single one of us are on equal playing ground because every sinner is going to go to hell without Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you're a gangbanger, drug dealer, persecutor of Christians, or you're somebody who is a nun in a, a, wherever those places are the nuns live. What is it called? What? Monastery. Some of y'all sound like you've been there. (laughs) Y'all knew what that was. The monastery, if you're that person who's clothed in religion and feels like they're closer to God, without Jesus and him being the way, the truth, and the life, everyone's going to go to the same place for rejecting Jesus. Okay, so I'm, I'm the chief sinner. Who else is the chief sinner? All of us, okay? However, for this reason, I obtained mercy. 
in me first Christ Jesus might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe. Now, let me just say this as I close. This is important. Stay with me here. As you're reading this and you remember that I stood in the cell where he wrote the verse, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. I, I stood there in that cell where he, where he was 2,000 years ago. And just a few weeks later or days, I don't know exactly the time frame, he was beheaded for his faith. He's writing this knowing that he's not talking blah, blah. He's going to the, he's go to the death. Jesus was all he needed. Is Jesus all you need tonight? As a pattern to those who are going to believe, going to believe. He was talking about us. How precious is that, that as he's, he's in that cell and he's waiting persecution, he's waiting uh, execution to die, he says, I'm preaching this gospel, I'm standing up in that earlier uh, verse in Acts in this place in Athens, preaching about the unknown God, because he didn't know who the unknown God was till he met Jesus on the way to Damascus. You didn't know who Jesus was till you met Jesus wherever you met him. You may have been raised in church, but until the day you say, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you're not saved because you go to church. And he says, I, I'm doing this to show those who are going to believe on him. That's me and you for everlasting life. And watch this last verse. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible to God who alone is wise. Watch this. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we ask you tonight that our lives would give you glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we pray tonight that you would be all we need. Lord, I don't know the situations. I don't know the problems. I don't know the sicknesses. I don't know anything that's going on in different people's lives. But I do know this. You are all we need tonight. And tonight I pray once again that you would reveal yourself for any person in this place tonight, for those that are here that are battling with their faith, whatever the reason is, if they've allowed lies to come in, if they've allowed deception to come in, if they've allowed the enemy to bait them away, if they've allowed the cares of this world to choke out the word. God, whatever it is tonight, everyone in this place is going through things that are difficult and hard and don't make sense. But Lord, at the end of the day, my answer is, Jesus, you are all I need. I pray that for this church tonight, Father. That in you we live and move and exist. King James says, have our being. In you we live and move and have our being. All across this church tonight, heads bowed and eyes closed. And those watching online, listening on the podcast. What do you believe tonight? Do you believe Jesus Christ is the only way or do you believe there's other ways? I tell you that Jesus in his own words said, I am the way, I am the truth, 
and I am the life. And if we would have left that alone there, that would have been pretty strong. But then he added to it emphasis and said, and no one, no one comes unto me except by the Father. And I want to say something important as you're praying tonight and you're listening. You, if you don't believe that, that's okay. But you will one day. I want you to understand that the Bible teaches us that one day, the Bible says, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Not, not by having to, but by admission as they stand before him as a judge. But we don't have to be at that judgment, church. We don't have to be at that judgment where we don't know who Jesus is and he doesn't know who we are. I want Jesus to say, Father, I died for Blake. His name's in the book because he believed on me that I was the way, the truth, and the life. And he is coming unto you, Father, through me tonight because Jesus is all I need. How many across this place, his heads are bowed and eyes are closed, could be honest with God and say, I need to make that prayer tonight. Just lift up your hand. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life all across this place. I need to put Jesus as first. I need to stop questioning. I need to stop wondering. Jesus is all I need. Let's stand tonight, and as we do, maybe you're watching online. We're going to pray. Don't, don't stop. Stay in prayer if you would, church. There's some people watching online tonight that are desperate for a change of God, a change of scenery, an understanding that there is hope. God is the God of hope tonight. You're watching online. We're going to say a prayer right now. And you can say this from your heart. And if you mean it, you're, you're saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the immortal God. You are the God that was there in the beginning. You are the God who came down, died on the cross, and rose from the dead. And you are who you say you are, and you're coming back again. And I put my faith in you because eternity's forever. And I want to spend it with you, Jesus. I believe that I am not worthy of going there. But because I confess that I'm a sinner, you're faithful and just to forgive me. So all together tonight, let's say this. Lord Jesus, we come before you humbled with a sincere heart. And we say to you, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. Every day, I fall short of your glory, and I am not worthy. I am the chief of sinners, but your mercy is abundant. And I call on your mercy, and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean tonight as I put my faith in you and what you did on the cross for me. While I was still a sinner, you died for the ungodly. Jesus, you are my Lord. From this moment on, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.